The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek Narrated by Kurt Bonham Chapter 39 New York City Renfair Sapphire and I retrieved my bag and guitar from the French Embassy and walked to Belvedere Castle in Central Park. On Fifth Avenue, warm afternoon sunlight lands on my face and invigorates me. Event signs and tethered balloons hang on either side of the entrance path into the park. The signs read, New York City Renaissance Fair and Dragons and Nymphs Charity Ball. Clumps of crowds clad in colorful medieval garb and steampunk outfits stream into the park. We follow the crowds. Will the Renaissance Festival get rowdy by the time I play? Sapphire says. Beyond Wednesday? I would have said most folks at the Ren Fair who stick around for your performance are too drunk to go home. But now they may all stay just to witness you conjure the devil, I say. Not funny, Sapphire says. Along with the others, we meander up the path to the Great Lawn. I sneak a glance at Turtle Lake and Belvedere Castle. Mild nausea flutters, and a series of shivers tickles my spine. The nausea and tickle fade, and a shot of adrenaline spikes. Is there enough time to check out this Renaissance Fair? Because I've never been to one, Sapphire says. You've never been to a Ren Fair? I look at the sun. Seems like there's enough time before rehearsal. Sapphire's expression explodes into excitement wrapped in wonder. Look at these costumes. Does everyone wear such colorful outfits at every Renfair? I thought the Renfair costumes back home were special, but this place blows that away. A male pimped out and preened in medieval page garb stands beside a female who is glammed and swathed in a Queen Anne Boleyn Tudor-style green satin velvet brocade-style dress. Another guy is adorned in a blue velvet musketeer jacket, decorated in silver trim, accented by a chest-sized silver cross and a matching pair of puffy blue velvet knee breeches. He wears a blue ostrich-feathered black hat, black leather boots, and a replica 1814 French Musketeer Company cavalry sword completes his ensemble. I've never seen this kind of finery. I motion to a man and a woman dressed as minstrels and carrying lutes. I played a minstrel when I started at the St. Louis Ren Fair. Like them? Sapphire asks. Another set of minstrels stand alongside barmaidens with bubbly beverages, bewitching smiles, and body bodices. Yes, just like them. I started out as a minstrel and worked my way up to night. Shouts draw our attention. Next to a game of tug-of-war, four street performers dressed as a hunchback, two ruffians, and a wayward knight perform their skit outside a large red-and-black striped tent. Renfair fun and games! I guide Sapphire to an empty spot to watch. Watch out! Sapphire grabs my arm, pulls me back from a mime trotting backward through the crowd. I twist and miss crashing into the mime, but barrel into a group of burly men dressed like noblemen. You think you're funny, thou tottering, common-kissing maggot pie? 
a familiar loud and obnoxious voice blast from the group. The man whose voice I can't quite place has a deep scar across his chin and neck, his body more muscle than burly, and his hot, spiced meat breath saunas my face. And that's when I recognize him. Todd? What are you doing here? Weren't you banned from all Renfair events? I raise my arms to show him I have no weapons. No harm, no foul. I was trying to navigate around the mime. Todd's expression of recognition hits, but then changes, and his neck goes rigid. Daniels, are you and that Michael son of a nun here to get me banned at the New York City Renfair too? His pectoral muscles pop against his shirt. You know Flynn and I had nothing to do with you getting banned. I take a giant step back and pull Sapphire with me. I had to put my horse down because of you and Michael's. Todd's neck vein throbs. He's drunk, and when drunk, he's unpredictable. Everyone knows you wore out your one-too-many-last warnings. I scan for a safe escape. I was the best night at the fair until Michael's came along. Todd's tone rattles up a drunken notch. The best night would never run down tourists with their horse after losing their joust. I shift my foot toward a slight path through the crowd. If you and Michaels hadn't messed with my gear, I never would have lost that joust, he says through his teeth. You drank before the joust and forgot to check your gear. The investigation showed that. I lost everything because of you and Michaels. The state banned me permanently from participating in Renfairs. Your misfortunes are your own doing, and Flynn's dead. I'm not surprised Michaels is dead. His antics finally caught up with him. His fresh, I'm still on a pub crawl breath perfumes the air. I killed Flynn, not his antics. My voice cracks. All the weight of my pain and guilt sink into my words. Death follows you, doesn't it, Daniels? He squares his shoulders, puffs his chest. It was you all along, wasn't it? What are you talking about? You killed my career in St. Louis. He rams his open palms into my chest. The blow stings, but I keep my footing. That's not true. I bat his hands down. You killed my horse, didn't you? He moves to pound his fists into my chest a second time, but I step right and his fists catch air. And Michael's... Todd's face is contorted into an alcoholic rage. Michael's was my best friend before I ever met you, and now you went and killed him? We were all friends, but your drinking got out of control. I stay far from his reach. I wanted to kill Michaels, and you even took that away from me. You're going to pay, you mangled, milk-livered maltworm. Todd swings, but intoxication slows his movement. I slip under his punch. We can talk about this. I'll take complete responsibility for everything, but not here, not now. 
No. Right here, right now, you spongy, pox-marked, foot-licking scut. Todd throws a right hook. I step left, evade his botched blow. Todd, we don't have time for this, a male voice behind us says. We're already late for the joust. Todd relaxes his clenched fists. Grab him, fellas. This yammering, urchin-snouted barnacle's gonna joust with me. Two guys taller than Todd grab me, grip my arms tight. I can't break free. We don't have to do this. No one has to get hurt here, I say. It's too late for that. I hope Michael's taught you something, because I remember how bad you were at jousting. Todd's tone is full of gloating. Let him go. Sapphire pulls at one of the men holding my arms. Take her too, Todd says. Two more men grab Sapphire. Let's have some fun. Todd stomps his way through the crowd. Coming up next in The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek. Chapter 40 Don't Drink and Joust <laughs> 